Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Yeah, we'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if okay, you have the opportunity. Speak with Shane, please. But you I'm sick and tired of you guys. The last Jesus. time you came in here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Shane. The last time I did the same thing, you were the guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses? Get the hell out of here. You'd like me to get the hot up there and also like to call the police. I should not have treated that reporter that way. And for that, I'm sorry, Mr. Ben Jacobs. When you make a mistake, you have to own up to it. That's the Montana way. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right. As always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Funny to talk about tonight, man. The uh, the story of the week, to me, it already seems like old news, and it shouldn't, but Manchester dominated the headlines. We all know the facts generally, so I don't want to get bogged down rehashing the facts, but there are a couple things I want to talk about left over from Manchester. Um, the celebrity and the media reaction, I touched on that a little bit this week, but I do want to talk about that with you because I think it might make your head explode with rage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and I want to talk about the implications of the attacker being British born and raised. Uh, and I've heard you touch on that a little bit. I want to touch on that with you because I've heard a lot of that meant to kind of referenced as a, a in minimizing the role that immigration plays here. And to me, it does the exact opposite. So, and I, I suspect you might agree on that. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> you suspect right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the other big news, you heard it in the intro there. My new congressman, my guy from right here in Bozeman, Montana, Greg Gianforte. What's going on? Hopefully you can't hear that. There's like loud noise outside of my house. I thought it was like a lawnmower, but it sounds like whatever as long as it doesn't sound bad to you i guess i don't know i can definitely hear it <laughs> okay well uh, yeah maybe the i don't know maybe people are finally going to break down the door and bust me after all this time who knows it's your time man well now now it's going away so that's good but uh <laughs> anyway my guy my new congressman greg gianforte you heard the audio allegedly body slammed a reporter the night before the special election we had here in montana <laughs> on uh on thursday that was wednesday night so we'll talk about um, what happened there and then some of the reaction to that as well, which uh, rubbed me the wrong way, but I'll, I'll wait to get into that. Uh, there was a hilarious debate this week between Ghazi Kodzo. You may know him as Black Hitler on YouTube. Hilarious. Uh, that's what we're calling it. You didn't think it was hilarious? 
it was enraging and I had to watch it twice because the second time was so much earlier or the first time was so much earlier in the week. So I watched it again today to take some notes and I, I was so mad by the end. <laughs> I was just angry tweeting for the second time. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so it, it, black Hitler was on Gavin McInnes's show. Matt Palumbo was there to debate. Uh, I don't know. Was it a debate? Was it a discussion interview? Some, some combination of those. We'll break down the best parts of that debate. And then I have a pre-recorded interview with Matt and we talk about, uh, some of the things he wanted to discuss from the debate. Plus he's got a new book. He was actually gracious enough to send me a copy of it. Uh, it's called a paradoxical Alliance and it's about the left's love affair with Islam. So thank you for that, Matt. Although I just got it in my mailbox today, so I haven't had a chance to read it, but we talk about it a little bit. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, sad news. There was this stabbing in Portland on the max train and, um, it's getting heavily politicized and I don't want to diminish what looks like a, a very serious tragedy, but I do want to pick at some of the politicization a little bit because I don't think it's entirely fair. So we'll talk about that. Um, and of course we'll take your super chats, uh, questions or comments in between it all. It will be all this and more in your favorite hour listing material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us float, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And of course, it is uh, Memorial Day weekend. So we recognize all who have made the ultimate sacrifice to preserve our freedoms and our way of life. We are forever indebted to you. We do not forget you. And we wish all of you the best and the best to your families as well. Rest in peace, brave souls. And that is about as sincere as I will get tonight, because we're going to get much more ridiculous from here. Uh, f- first order of business, fake news corrections, fake news corrections. Always. For, yeah. For me first. Uh, so do you remember last week with the Warskis, I referenced that Ivanka story. I, I said, Oh, the Saudis gave Ivanka's charity a bunch of money. I saw that reported today. Hmm. Now I got that delay coming back with you. Oh no. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Should we work through it? Should we talk I, through it? I think it's going to work all right, but if you hear a delay between Blonde and I, it's Skype's fault. Yeah. Skype's, got- it, I, we always we always have a little delay or something like that, but usually in the playback it's fine. <laughs> Is that right. a risk well, let, you want to take? Let's just keep let, Let's power it out for now. If if it's getting weird for the audience, we'll have you dip out and then uh, see if we can get it corrected. Anyway, so last Sunday with the Warskis. I said that, oh, I saw a report that the Saudis gave a bunch of money to Ivanka's charity. And uh, I saw specifically CNN reporting that. Well, that's what I get for trusting CNN uh, because that is essentially fake news. Uh, This was pushed by uh, Anna Navarro on CNN, some other people. Ivanka Fund got a $100 million pledge from the Saudis in UAE. This, of course, makes us think of Hillary and the Saudis giving a bunch of money to Hillary and all oh, the Trumps are a big hypocrite. No, that's not what happened. Uh, Ivanka <laughs> told the Saudis, hey, there's this great women's entrepreneurial fund run by the World Bank, not Ivanka, not Ivanka. There it is. Yeah. And so she said, that'd be cool if you gave them some money. And they did. She doesn't control this fund. So uh, it would not be accurate to compare this to the Clinton Foundation. So for that. You are fake news. Very fake news. Okay. And then second, uh, we had a, we were talking about Manchester on Wednesday on the call-in show. And our friend Jay Fry, the guy who mutes you in the chat for using caps too <laughs> and much. And he will do it. He'll do he it. He will. He's probably doing it right now. 
He said, and I told him I was going to fake news him for this. He called in and said, hey, did you hear there are, there are apparently missing people still in Manchester? And there were reports that there were Muslim cabbies giving free rides, Muslim taxi drivers giving free rides away. Not the Sikh guy from Cosmo. We'll get to that. Not the Sikh guy. Right. Actual Muslim cabbies. And the speculation apparently on, on 4chan was, were there, were there kidnappings associated with this? And we kind of played with that idea. Um... But I looked into it after the show because I thought that was interesting. According to a, sp- a police spokeswoman, as far as the police are concerned or aware, all missing people have now been accounted for. So, Jay Fry, rules are rules. And you, you are, are fake news. news. Very fake news. Okay. <laughs> last. Uh, <laughs> he just last... gave us $2 and said Jay Fry did nothing wrong. Of course. Thanks, he, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying rules are rules. <laughs> The uh, if if fake being fake news was wrong, I mean we are we're in deeper than J Fry probably. Oh yeah. The last housekeeping item I have, uh, it is the one year anniversary today, May twenty eighth, one year anniversary of the loss of Harambe. Wow, it's already been a year. It's been a year, and no public events at the Cincinnati Zoo a year after Harambe's death. Nothing. Oh come. On. Nothing for Harambe. I don't know. I, I learned of that today and I thought, uh, I mean, I don't, it's, it's fun to joke about. I honestly don't know what they're supposed to do. Cause I don't know if you want to bring attention to Harambe. And also it seems kind of distasteful if they were to do that over Memorial Week. What are they, what are they supposed to do? I mean, they probably yeah. had a long round table discussion about what they were going to do. And they're like, it's Memorial day. I don't think anybody will notice. Yeah. I don't envy that spot. I don't, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm not jealous of the event planner at the Cincinnati zoo. So <laughs> It is interesting to think about, though. Man, it's been a year since the great meme, since we lost yeah. the great meme, the, the 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 ape who died for your kex or whatever you want to call him. And man, we were talking about that for like weeks, oh, yeah. weren't we? <laughs> yeah. um, part of the meme is that it never dies because he died or I don't know, you know, the, those <laughs> all those Kekistanis can explain it better than I can. We got a lot to talk about. So let's um, let's move into the the actual issues. Um, few leftover I mentioned at the top a couple things lingering from Manchester that frustrate me. And in putting together my reaction to Manchester, for me, a lot of the frustration is we've seen this script a million times before. How many times do we have to watch this before we get real? And yet you okay. see countless media and celebrities and politicians basically giving us some version of the speech that, well, we weren't nice enough to Islam. We just didn't hug him tight enough. We just got to bow a little bit more, get down on bended knee a little more often, and maybe Islam will love us. So I assembled a few of these clips, some of which I had in my video. One I didn't, one I've encountered since. And, um, well, without further ado, I guess I'm looking forward to, to your head popping off. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess. I don't, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know. For all I know, maybe you'll find it entirely reasonable, but I doubt it. Let's, let's see you what we're looking me. at here. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Europe is getting used to attacks like this. This is Caddy K on MSNBC saying Europe is just going to get used to it. Mika, we have to, uh, because we are never going to be able to totally wipe this out. As ISIS gets squeezed in Syria and Iraq, we're going to see more of these kinds of attacks taking place in Europe, and Europe is starting to get used to that. And notably, man... Okay, this is is Martha Raddatz on Good Morning America saying, 
Well, uh, you know, Manchester didn't vote for Brexit, um, uh, but we're still going to see some Islamophobia. Manchester did not vote in favor of Brexit, but an attack like this, as you said, is much bigger than Manchester itself and will likely create backlash, depending, of course, on the details of this attack. Well, that's the one thing we have. Okay, this is the new one that I saw. This is Richard Clark, who was President Bush's former um, counterterrorism advisor. This one, I don't know what to make of it. I want to talk about it when we're finished with the clips here. This is what he had to say. Going for ourselves that makes, our, makes the U.S. different than Britain. Uh, they have a good police and security service, and so do we. But we have not ostracized. We've embraced our, our Muslim Americans. And that's why uh, the talk against Muslims in the last year in the campaign and, and since has been very counterproductive. Uh, the only way. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, I was going to say. Wait. I was going to say. I want to show. This is where I need to. Stan was right. Our friend Stan was right. He's like, you need to have blonde on the screen while the rea while these clips are playing, so we can see the reaction. I needed to freeze your face there. Anyway, you had some. Was, is he saying that in America we don't ostracize our Muslims, which is why we have a reduced rate of terrorism? Is that what he was saying? What he said, yes. As far as I understand, what he's saying is it's not because we have fewer Muslims. That has nothing to do with it at all. Right. So I, and I can play it again <laughs> if you want to listen to it. Basically, what I hear him say is. In the U.S., we've done a better job of not ostracizing Muslims, and in England, they haven't. So that is so stupid. Just to that be clear, so I'll, I'll I'll play it back once more if you want, just so we can be double. This is why I had to save this clip because I was like, I, does does he mean to say that the English are mean to Muslims, and that's why? Is that what he's saying? And we're that, not. That seems mean to, to me what he. Yeah, that seems. But then he goes and says, "But Trump's campaign was really mean, which is why it's worrying." <laughs> Okay, so here, one more time, Richard Clark. This attack. Well, that's the one thing we have going for ourselves that makes, our, makes the U.S. different than Britain. Uh, they have a good police and security service, and so do we. But we they don't even carry have guns. not ostracized. We've embraced our, our Muslim Americans. And that's why uh, the talk against Muslims in the last year in the campaign and, and since has been very counterproductive. Uh, the only oh, way so we saying... Wait, wait. He's saying in yeah. the last year we've been ostracizing our Muslims. So he's he's just trying to cover like the last hundred years. Is that what he's saying? Yes, oh. I think he's saying we we've been historically nice to the Muslim population, but not recently. Until Trump. But Britain has long been mean to them. I guess. I. I wow, that's I don't know. so stupid. I don't want to. Like they're my so head. mean to them that they let them overrun their country and take over and then be in yeah. you know positions of political power. They're just right. horrible to Muslims. So mean. They let them be mayors of London. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Proceed. Proceed. Okay. This problem is to have everyone think they're on the same side, which is why. Okay. And then this is Senator Chris Murphy. Um, again, this I, I played this, but this bugs me. Well, we're really worried about Trump's rhetoric because that's going to recruit more terror. I, we have got to complement this military strategy with increased uh, intelligence, uh, increased intelligence sharing with Europe and a commitment to try to stop giving ISIS recruiters um, recruitment fodder. Uh, and so many of us are worried about some of the rhetoric of the Trump administration because we worry that that combined with robust online recruitment might might end up in an attack like this happening in the United States. The greatest thing. Okay, Did and you then just a... say recruitment fodder? Yes. Yeah. As though ISIS had so much trouble recruiting previously when we would never say anything mean from the executive office about Islam ever. Had a pretty good run. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, I, I don't have a good boy joke off the top of my head right now, but um, everyone's been making wow. fun of Katy Perry's the new new man, Katy Perry, uh, and her new look. 
I don't get it. She's a foxy lady, you know, like she's still got it. I agree. Uh, I saw her on SNL and like her body's looking banging and then she's got this little dyke M&M haircut. She looks ridiculous. I don't get it, but she has celebrity wisdom for us. Uh, of course, if we just follow Katy Perry's wisdom, this will all be fine. thing we can do <laughs> is just unite and love on each other and like, no <laughs> barriers, no borders. Like it, it, we're, we all need to just coexist. We all need to coexist. Hey, by the way, last month, Katy Perry bought a new Beverly Hills home, a star-studded enclave. Ooh, look at that. Notice those giant gates? Don't those look nice? Uh, it's almost entirely surrounded by undeveloped land and sits oh, behind yeah. massive gates. Well, well, don't that she be at all. She would say that she is a special circumstance. Ah, okay. Well, fine. I, I would say that she should coexist. Yeah, really. Just no love each borders, other in those special no circumstances. Barriers. Yeah. Just love on that homeless schizophrenic man in right next to your LA mansion. Just go and love on him, Katie. Just stick your big boobs in his face. Everything will be fine. I promise. Um, uh, yeah, I would pretend to be homeless for that opportunity. Still would. <laughs> Still would. Uh, politics like, well, aside. <laughs> politics aside, maybe Katie can be redeemed. You know, no. I have hope for anybody. It's over. She's gotten that haircut. Nobody ever comes back after that haircut. You Not saw true. what happened to Scarjo. You, you talked about Miley Cyrus. Don't don't even start. Oh, oh that's true. All Katie right. Perry All right. Miley Cyrus. On... I don't know. I'm not sold on her, though. I I just think that maybe because she has such a hot masculine fiance, she might be scaling back some of her whore, whoredom. That's all. Yeah. Skype is still giving us issues. You sound fine, but now you're choppy. So bear with us. You know, we're not CNN. I can't cut her. Well, I could cut you off, but I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to keep it going, even though um, even though it's having a little bit of trouble, but we should be fine. Other thing I want to talk about. Uh, so just just hearing people talk about this. Oh, the the the, the suspect, this this um, Salman Abidi, he was British born and he was he was born to Libyan refugees in Manchester, I, I believe, lived there his whole life outside of um, occasional travel to the Middle East. Right. Uh, and. We kind of hear people say things like, oh, well, he was British born. He was there. He was a Brit. This isn't an immigration issue. It makes me more worried. It makes me more worried because this is a guy who did spend his entire life in the West yeah. and all the opportunity to be like, hey, look, free secular society is pretty cool. No, nope, I'll choose ideological Islam and I will blow up my homeland. Yeah, they aren't getting more integrated with subsequent generations. And this is not a cause for concern for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the big worry is he's okay. So he's what's, how does it work? Is a first generation immigrant, a person who actually immigrated, would he be considered second generation immigrant then? Yeah. If, if it, if he is not integrating, then that is a major problem. You know, it might be one thing if the first generation immigrant has trouble integrating. Cause I think f for you and I to go to a different country right now and just completely abandon our normal ways of life would be pretty hard you know it's it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing but if we had children who were born into a new new culture theoretically it should be easier for them one would hope well and then we just assume in america that that's what's going to happen because that's how it is with um immigrants in the united states for the most part yeah so i just uh, i don't i guess i don't have a ton to say about this i just to me i don't look at this incident and say oh british born well you know that that makes it better it, I think it makes it worse. I think it makes it much worse. If he came directly from Libya, 
If he came directly from Libya and said, I hate, I hate the West, I'm going to blow it up. Well, yeah, I get it. The fact that he was exposed to the West for his entire lifetime and still hates it enough to blow up little right, girls, right. that demonstrates the power of the ideological, uh, I don't know, the ideological cancer, if you want to go that far. And just from a crime perspective, I know I mentioned this on a previous show, but in the Netherlands, um, second generation Moroccans are committing violent crime at twice the rate of their parents, which is already extremely high, even for the immigrant population. So this does bring up an important question about who you're letting into your country and who you're, you're letting procreate in your country, too. I mean, it's not yeah. always that second generation that they're going to be better. They're going to be more integrated. They, they chances are they won't. Speaking of um, less developed places to live. It seems like your internet is <laughs> coming from one such one such location. Um, you kind of eh, you sounded like you were a robot for a second, but um, but I think we're good. Oh. Can I um, can I pose you a question? Because this was another thing I read that I thought, ah oh, man, I don't know if I agree with this in full. Does that make me? Uh, I guess how cocked am I? To be blunt, give me an assessment of how cocked am I? Because I <laughs> I saw this uh, coming from. Hold on. Coming from um, Milo. Uh, little girls. So he posted this on Facebook. Little girls are being killed thanks to a murderous ideology. Uh, why won't Ariana Grande condemn it? It's a supreme act of cowardice. She has a unique chance. This is the first opportunity to strike a blow against Islamic terror in culture. She could be a cultural icon for generations. She owes it to her dead fans. Why won't she act? And while I do agree that um, it would be nice to have someone in culture be honest on this issue. Where, what makes me a little bit uncomfortable is like, should we be putting pressure on someone who I do think is a, is a victim in this particular instance? Well, she's not really a victim. I mean, she sort of, she, she was, is it just the proximity to a bad thing, make you a victim. I mean, she didn't experience she What did she see? She didn't see well, anything. I mean, you've seen, God damn it. Now I'm going to have to go down this road of like, I don't know, white knighting for Ariana Grande. But but I will say, if you were the host of the event, if you were the host of an event that brought a lot of people to to come and they were blown up by some Muslim attacker, wouldn't you feel some kind of guilt, whether justified or not, for that? Maybe some survivor's guilt or something like that. But, you know, they they just target, you know, concentrated events. I don't know if she's thinking intellectually like that, but she's definitely not a victim. She wasn't even hit with any shrapnel. She didn't see anything happen. The victims are the people that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not comparing. Involved. I'm not saying like, well, about the same. Obviously not the same. I mean, but she, it's not but, like she's going to have PTSD from this. She didn't see people's like limbs get blown off or anything like that. She probably saw nothing. This happened at the front door after the concert was over. She had already been swept up by security and put in her limo them by then, I bet. So... Totally. There's nothing wrong with the post. For whatever reason, the post is deleted now. I don't know if it got like banned by Facebook or if he decided to delete it, but it's gone now. I went <clears> back and checked. I mean, it would be a good opportunity for her to do that. But I also I don't really hear very much from her from a political. I, I don't I don't hear anything from mm -hmm. her. I don't think I've ever heard her say well, anything political because I had to push back. I don't have it queued up, but look in the notes. There's an Ariana Grande post from her Instagram account. Refugees welcome with the Statue oh, of Liberty. Jesus. I mean, she's she's kind of one. She, I haven't heard her go full Katy Perry in quotations, although some people out there could probably let us know. Probably are some examples. But I did think this was hilarious. It's also in the notes there. Uh, we could, uh, if they really want to double down on this, uh, this is the, the 
the Donald subreddit proposed this concert in Syria. Uh, Rock for refugees, no borders, no walls. Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, and Miley Cyrus. Religionofpeace.com. <laughs> I would like to see that. I, I, um, I don't want to go to that concert by any means, but I would watch the live stream. Oh, I think boy. a lot of people would. That's some excellent work, whoever did that. Yeah. yeah you nice just found it in the Donald the subreddit? Um, no, actually, a patron sent it to me. And then I've, I looked for the source, and it was in the Donald subreddit. Nice. So, uh, oh, and then one thing I forgot in terms of the media overreaction, I don't want to give this a ton of play, but, um, but it was interesting. There was, did you see the Cosmo story of the Sikh guy? Uh, yeah. 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 So, so, uh, so the story there is, um, uh, Cosmo is, is apparently in a desperate, uh, a desperate scramble to try to show some example of a person of Islamic faith doing a good deed in light of the Man- Manchester attack to perpetuate the not all narrative. And they find this guy on Twitter. Oh, hey, look, this guy's giving free taxi rides to victims. That's very cool. Hi, my name is, uh, what's her name? Mylan Torres, whatever. Uh, Miss Torres, I, I work with Cosmopolitan. Did you take these photos? If so, we'd love to use them. And the guy says, sure. Um, and then Cosmo posts it. Muslim taxi drivers took kids trying to escape the Manchester Ariana Grande concert uh, home for free. And then everyone rips them because he's Sikh. He is not Muslim. So, you know, uh, it just just another example of narrative mattering over facts. Quick, somebody, please, for the love of God, we got to perpetuate the not all narrative. We have to prop it up. We have to show a counterexample and um, and Sikh guy. It's the short end of that stick. But I, I think I've had my fill on Manchester, things I wanted to say. Did you have anything else that you wanted to discuss on it? No, I mean, I hate that something like this has become mundane, but here we are. It is a shame. I mean, it's obviously the tragedy, as you said, is the loss of life. But I do think the tragedy is amplified by the fact that it fits the script of something we've seen a million times. And I don't want to see it anymore. I just, I'm so tired. You can't, and so the media clips, what do they all have in common? You, oh, if you, we just hug it hard enough. You can't hug it hard enough, okay? You can't. You cannot hug Islam. It is ideologically opposed to you. Ideologically, it wants the destruction of all the values for which we stand, okay? I mean, we just have to be honest about that. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep fighting the fight. We'll keep getting demonetized, as I'm sure we already are. But, you know. <laughs> Speaking speaking of monetization, um, you, uh, do we have a super chat update? We do. We got like a million super chats, but okay. my video is so spotty that I'm worried to start reading. Is it coming in okay? No, you actually look good to me. Oh, great. Um, so it seems like when I look North... like crap to you, you're good to me. But when when you look good to you, anyway. Let's, my let's internet's top notch here. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, Malcolm from the North, $10. If terror attacks are based on people being mean to Islam, who the fuck made the remarks that caused 9-11? That guy needs a high five to the face with a chair. Fuck that clown. Thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a long uh, speech that caused that one. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, Red 8th uh, just get, gave us $5. You should support Eagles of Death Metal. They were hit in France by Islamic terrorists. Um, oh, yeah. And they aren't afraid to talk about Islam. That is true. Uh, Black Magic, $10. Shadowlay J. Fry, thanks for everything that you do. Avalok, $2. Tyler Preston, strawmanning Lauren, uh, demonizing marriage. Yeah, I've been bitching about that on Twitter oh. all day. See my Twitter feed. I am, I'm a real yeah, complainer we'll today. we'll leave it at that. There's some harsh words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Constantine the Mediocre, $5. The sad reality of Manchester is that the attacker 
was most likely trained by U.S. taxpayer money, considering the fact he trained in Libya for two years. Oh, I don't know very much about that, but hmm. I would uh, like to hear more about that. If there's if there's any kind too, of evidence yeah. or just anything, or you want to call into clarify. the Colin show on Wednesday, yeah, or just awesome. or send us an email or something. I'd like to hear more. Yeah, yeah. Shane Boatwright, five dollars. Does the fake news ever fucking end? No, you know it doesn't. It ends on our channels. Uh, Ranthony yeah. gave us $5. Hey, Matt and Rebecca, how much money do you actually get from Super Chats? I don't want to give YouTube more than I have to. We actually have almost made up our ad revenue only from the channel in Super yeah, Chats. But so I think really he means the it. split. And I've gotten this question a lot. And I was told oh, oh, I at see. first, I was told at first that it was just like ads, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60, 40 generally, but it varies. So I what? was thinking YouTube keeps up to 40%. But I've since, I think I was given fake news because I've since seen sources that say we get up to 100%. So I can say based on our experience so far, that you can super chat with confidence that it's going to the creators as opposed to YouTube's pockets. Um, okay. But I think the payouts are quarterly. So like we've seen barely any super chat revenue actually hit us because oh, I didn't it started know that. in I like January. Monthly. No, oh. but we'll have more information on it. But I'm, I'm, I, based on what I've seen, the money's going to the creators. You can do it Okay, well, that's good. You, you can donate confidently to us. Yes. Uh, we've got like five more. C just well, gave us I mean five dollars. Because I, I want to do it too with with supporters or with creators that I like. You know, you it is really sure helpful. That. Yeah, it, especially because of the adpocalypse. Um, and Z said, if Islam has nothing to do with terrorism, why would criticizing Islam create more terrorists? If Islam has nothing to do with terrorism, why would criticizing Islam? Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jeepers, they keep coming through. Matt Palumbo just gave us $5. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Palumbo's coming up in, I don't know, half hour's time. Uh, Jason Actually, Fry, $10. less than that because he was in the debate. We'll hear from him shortly. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Jason Fry, $10. So Blonde can buy the rest of her top. Modesty isn't just for Uggas. Jason Fry, you fucking <laughs> You can only see my shoulders. And Anthony yeah, yeah. Brian Logan is in the chat talking about it too. Ah, he said, my well. shoulders are harem. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yoda Economics, $5. Shouldn't we change the name of Manchester to Person Chester? Manchester is the solid oh, symbol of the heteropatriarchy. Sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> and then two more. Wild. I'm sorry, guys. Eric Yognerand or something, $2. It's uh, time to do my part. Have some cash. Thank you. And last one, Humankind, $5. It's been a year. We can finally put our dicks back in. The draft has already caused permanent shrinkage. Yeah, that's the reason they'll buy them. He's talking about dicks out for Harambe. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, although I, I don't think you can ever put them back in, but that's, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that you lasted a year. <laughs> a whole year. Gee. Okay. Let's talk about um, Greg Gianforte. And um, listen, I'll be blunt about this. I want to talk about Greg Gianforte and what happened with the body slam thing. But again, I have a couple things that disappoint me and their media reactions. One is let's blame it on Trump because Greg Gianforte is a robot that is programmed by Trump to beat up reporters. And look, I have gone to bat and I will still go to bat for the guy that I love. I'm a daily listener to his podcast, and that's why I was mad about this when it happened. Okay. We have, at some level, some of a disagreement about Ben Shapiro. You and I. And what is the one wedge about Ben Shapiro? What is the one thing that drives... Wait, the, the wedge is between us? Yeah, like what's the nature of your beef with Ben Shapiro. Oh, it's 100% about his inability to accept the reality of the Michelle Fields incident and then to try to, you know, morally posture to all of us and act like how, you know, we're shitty people that just don't see the evidence. And I've long And then said, the whole hey. time be like facts about feelings. And then I've long said, "Hey, uh, you know, let a guy be wrong, we'll move on. I love his show. I think he does a good job." And I still do. And I I would say those things again. But he in referencing the Greg Gianforte story doubled down on Michelle Fields. 
and it it's driving me nuts. So before we get to that, let's recap what happened with Greg Gianforte. Greg Gianforte ran for Congress because Ryan Zinke, our former congressman here in Montana, was uh, was given the job of interior secretary by the Trump administration. So we have to have a new election. It's Greg Gianforte, local software development businessman from here in Bozeman, where I live. His campaign headquarters are a couple miles from here. Uh, and it was against cowboy socialist man. And that, his name was Rob Quist. And he's a big Bernie guy, a folk music player. Uh, what is and the that was- scandal with him and the nude... The nude colony or something like that. He was going to play at the play at a nude camp. Oh, I didn't hear that. I, I know he had a lot of. Oh, I don't know. My boyfriend told me paying his debtors and things like that. But anyway, the night before, the thing about Greg Gianforte is he's kind of a professional election loser. Like he's fresh off losing the gubernatorial election. I believe he lost a Senate election previously. I might be wrong. I know he doesn't win. He generally doesn't win. And even though this looked great for him, he did his damnedest to try to lose it. Because what happened on. Wednesday night, we talked about it on the call-in show, it was breaking at the time. Ben, is it Ben Jacobs? Is a reporter for The Guardian. Goes into like Greg Gianforte's campaign headquarters where they're having an end of campaign barbecue thing. Has a little scuffle with him about Greg's reaction to the 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 uh, CBO scoring of the healthcare bill. And all of a sudden claims to be body slammed by Greg Gianforte in reaction to this. So let's get the facts of what actually happened here. Um, Not that there's a lot of misunderstanding, but let's be clear on the terms of what happened for people who may not be familiar. So this is um, the CBO score. This is actually audio provided by the reporter himself, Ben Jacobs himself, talking to Greg Gianforte. We don't have video of what happened at the event. We have the audio. This is what it sounded like. Uh, Make your decision about healthcare until you saw the bill and it just came out. And, what yeah, you and we'll talk it. to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if you okay, have to speak right with now. Shane, please. But you don't. Just... I'm sick and tired of you guys. The last Jesus time you came here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Jesus. Get the hell out of here. The last guy did the same thing. You were the guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. You the last guy did the same damn thing. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Get the hell out of here. You'd like me to get the hot up here, I'd also like to call the police. <laughs> Can I get you guys' names? Hey, you gotta leave. He just body slammed me. You gotta leave. Okay, and then that night, the Gianforte campaign releases this this statement. Tonight, um, this, this guy, Ben Jacobs, was on the property without permission, aggressively shoved a recorder in Greg's face, asking badgering questions. He was asked to leave. Um, after asking Jacobs to lower the recorder, Jacobs declined. Greg then attempted to grab the phone and was pushed in his face. Jacobs grabbed Greg's wrist, spun away. So trying to I guess trying to say that, that Jacobs actually initiated the physical confrontation or was being really annoying with his little recorder thing. Uh, and then, um, Gianforte says it's unfortunate that the aggressive behavior from a liberal journalist created this scene at our campaign volunteer BBQ. So he kind of throws him under the bus a little bit. Uh, but after that, um, the, so the next day, uh, so, oh, oh, I should say Gianforte wins the election the next day. He still wins by like, <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> it was like three, four, five points, something like that. I think it was um, a little more. I think it was like 50, 50, 45. I can't remember. I mean, it was, it wasn't close. It wasn't like a nail biter. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, the, the, the sheriff comes out and says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to file uh, misdemeanor assault charges against Mr. Gianforte. It's determined probable cause existed to issue a citation to Greg Gianforte for misdemeanor assault. 
In this case, the victim did not sustain serious bodily injury as defined by the Montana State Statute, nor did he communicate reasonable apprehension of serious bodily injury at any time during the investigation. When you make a Okay, and then Gianforte comes out. He won the election. This is Thursday evening and, and apologizes for what happened. So I don't know if it contradicts his official statement, but this is the apology he offered. Mistake. You have to own up to it. That's the Montana way. Last night I made a mistake. I took an action that I can't take back, and I'm not proud of what happened. I should not have responded in the way that I did, and for that I'm sorry. And you're forgiven. Please. I should not have treated that reporter that way. And for that, I'm sorry, Mr. Ben Jacobs. All right. Um, based on what I've seen, you know, I, not if I'm going to defer to, to the police investigation, right? Like if they, they charge him with assault, they find him guilty of assault or he pleads guilty. Not good. Wait, not I thought good. he, they did charge him with misdemeanor assault. They, they, yeah. If they convict him, I should say, Oh, gotcha. if okay. they convict him. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Like on the one hand, my instinct is to think that it's hilarious. Uh, but the hypocrisy is, you know, obvious. If this happened on our side, I would be like, this is bullshit. But yeah, but I don't know. It sounds like he was being a badgering little guardian asshole and had his little tape recorder in his face and was like, answer my questions, answer my questions. And the guy just lost his shit and, and kind of kicked his ass a little bit. You know, I can't help but kind of think that that's a little awesome. I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry. you're like Laura Ingram. You're attracted to that male primalness. That's, that's yeah. yeah. That guy pulls off a bolo tie. It takes it takes <laughs> some balls, some balls for that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to defend what happened. Um, I'm going to let the police decide who was the aggressor. I'm going to decide who is appropriately at fault based on the police investigation. And if it's decided that Gianforte was at fault, that's bad for him. And I appreciate, I, I do appreciate that. The, to me, the initial apology seems like bullshit. Maybe the police investigation or the initial statement blaming the guy or the, for as a liberal journalist or whatever seems like bullshit. But if the police investigation validates that, I am fake news, of course. I do appreciate that he came out and gave what is a, a pretty straightforward apology the next day. That's a lot better. So, but you know, I'll, I'll let the police decide two reactions that drive me nuts about this. We'll go with the first one. Uh, everyone blames Trump. Oh, Trump has created an environment where journalists are hated. Everyone is a robot of Trump's bidding and Trump wants journalists beaten. That is, um, that is what we hear from, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. From uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon on CNN. This is Don Lemon on CNN. And his guest, Paris Denard, who we've seen um, cut off before. <laughs> I don't know why they I don't know why they hang out. They don't seem like you think it's because of guy who's in office now has said very horrible things about no. reporters and has said no. that the reporters are the enemy of the American people. No, I think Don, that, has, I, that has nothing to do with anything. There's no way you believe what you're saying if you don't think that's true. Oh, he believes it. Well, I, actually, I didn't. <laughs> Not to, to editorialize. Anything, I will tell you now what I think, and that is that what we have right now is a groundswelling of, of, of people who are not being respectful, who are not acting civil, and people who are just saying things Why that do you are think inappropriate. That is? And my point is this, Don. We have an issue going on right now where people think they can do anything with their fist and with their hands like this candidate did, 
and we <laughs> and we have people who think they can okay. say anything that they want to as well. They are both wrong. You don't think it has anything to do with someone saying, Don? If you're trying to make a connection or a correlation, I'm not trying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I am. I'm not trying. You're obviously on television any, just saying that because you feel that you have to defend everything about this particular person in office. If what you actually person, sit there, I'm what talking. Why does Trump have anything to do with what this candidate did? Re Let's hold this candidate for responsible. They're the fake people Let's back there. They're the horrible people. They're the enemy of the American people. If you think that that oh. doesn't have anything to do with it, then you are sadly, sadly mistaken, my friend. Good night, no, everybody. No, they call me sadly mistaken, but you're right. Wrong. I just did. Thank you. He, didn't, night, even give him, he didn't even give him a second <laughs> to wrap that up. No. A, Don, there's so something saying. so uniquely detestable about Don Lemon. It's his smug element. Yeah, maybe. I, if, like I said, I don't get why Paris Denard goes on the show because he's never treated fairly. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, what does Greg Gianforte not have agency? I, I don't I understand this. Is Greg Gianforte an actual robot? Uh, <laughs> or, and, and if so, why is why is Trump? Should Trump be charged with incitement? Is Trump if he is that responsible for this action? Should Trump, should Trump be charged? Oh, they would love that. They would support those charges. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. To me, it just it seems stupid and obvious and uh, that that. It, it, this has everything to do with Greg Gianforte blowing his top and, uh, you know, not not much to do with with Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and you know, it didn't really matter to people because they voted for him anyway. And I can't say that that really would change my vote. You know, yeah, it's it's tough to say because we vote early here, too. Like I voted weeks ago and full disclosure, I didn't vote for Greg Gianforte. I voted for the libertarian candidate. I voted weeks ago. Um, and so like a third of the state did that as well, but there were reporters on the scene at the actual polling places asking people, asking Gianforte voters or just people in general, did you change your vote as a result of this? Or did you consider it? Basically, uh, hardly anybody said yes. So it, it really wasn't much of a vote changer. Yeah, I believe which, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made. We should have a certain ethical standard for people who, who want to hold office and this maybe breaches it for you. I, I could entertain the case. But I also for understand. me, no, well, not, <laughs> oh no, kicking the ass of a Guardian reporter doesn't violate any of my ethical no. standards. No, but I, I, um, I could see someone making the case, and I don't think it's outrageous. Um, but at the end of the day, I think people would say, "Well, I can uphold my moral principle, or I can try to keep the guy I really don't like out of office." And you know, that's what they—that's what they want to do: keep the guy yeah, they really don't like out of office. Yeah, and a third of people had already voted by the time this happened. Yep, um, it would not have influenced my vote, but I wasn't going to vote for GN40 anyway. Oh, Maybe Anthony Brian like... Logan let us know that it was uh, 50 to 44. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. about a, five, mm -hmm. a six point victory. So we're not fakeness. We're, we're OK. Pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty close. <clears throat> OK, I'm going to try to do this as gently as possible because I don't oh, like I don't like ripping on people I generally admire, but I have to. I have to because this is bullshit. OK, I could not. I, I listen to Shapiro's show as I do on pretty much a daily basis. And he starts talking about the Gianforte story. You listen to Ben Shapiro's show on a daily basis? He does them four times a week, and I listen to pretty much all of them, yeah. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to continue to listen. This does not change that. Just like Gianforte body slamming a reporter does not change a vote. We all have our blind spots. I am <laughs> not... We all do, myself included. But this is such a ridiculous blind spot for Ben Shapiro. He he compares this to the Michelle Fields incident and then uses it for moral posturing to say, oh, well, I, I call assault when I see it, unlike some people. I call assault when I see it. So this is what Shapiro had to say. And this is on his Thursday show. 
You know, I'm used to that's description, obviously, the, 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 until a lot of people on the right immediately go, well, we hate the media, so he must be lying. Or uh, he, we, we like Jim Ford and we want him to win, so this must all be false. Okay, as someone who has a little bit of experience in these arenas where people claim that an assault uh, or a battery uh. is not an assault or a battery because we don't like the person who's being assaulted or batted around or we, don't, or we do like the person who's committing the assault and battery, uh, I have a basic standard on this. I treat politicians like I treat every other human being. And that is to say when they commit assault or battery, that is something wrong. That is something bad. Now, the right's immediate tendency, which was, oh, it couldn't have happened the way this reporter said it happened, that sort of fell apart when number one audio came out of the actual confrontation. Okay, nobody refuses to say that the alleged assault on Michelle Fields was not an assault because we like Lewandowski or we like Trump or we don't uh, like Michelle Fields. No, it we, wasn't an assault because I watched the footage 5,000 times and nothing happened. That's why it wasn't an assault. I, yes, two reasons. One, we can watch it happen, and it wasn't an assault. Second reason, the prosecutor in Florida did the same thing and said it would be unethical to file charges here. So I hate that we have to review this, but since this is going to apparently be called back, here is the incident in question. This is at, um, this is, uh, I forget what the event is in Florida. This happened last March. You can hear, see this highlighted here. Lewandowski is standing behind Donald Trump. Michelle Fields is the reporter to Trump's right. She's trying to ask him a question. Lewandowski kind of intervenes, gently brushes her aside as the candidate is leaving, and he moves on. Okay, that doesn't look like an assault. That looks like a guy gently brushing someone out of the way yeah. who's trying to be aggressive with the candidate. Don't take my word for it, though. Don't take Blonde's word for it. Take the prosecutor's word for it. This is what he said last spring. As state attorney, spring. I made the decision that this office will not be filing charges against Corey Lewandowski for battery. It's important to note that despite uh, several media reports, this matter was never charged by this office. It was charged by the Jupiter Police Department, which found probable cause that Mr. Lewandowski committed a simple battery against Miss Michelle Fields. While the evidence in this case is legally sufficient for the police to have charged Mr. Lewandowski, it is not strong enough to meet the legal burden of a reasonable likelihood of a conviction. It is unethical for us to file cases when we believe there is not a good faith basis to proceed. Well, would you listen to that? Would you look at that? Wow. Why, why do I have such a problem with this? Well, a couple of reasons. One, it is absolute social justice warrior behavior. It is distorting the facts, arguably outright lying just for moral posturing, just to say, oh, well, not everyone calls assault assault when they see it, but I do. No, that wasn't assault. And it's not just because I like the people or don't like the people. It's not assault because it was investigated and determined not to be an assault. And the second reason I hate this is because this is settled, dude. You're allowed to be wrong, Ben. You're allowed to be wrong. You're allowed to have your blind spots. And I am completely okay with that. And I acknowledge that I have my own and we all have ours. But you're the one that keeps bringing it up. Stop bringing it up. You know, I have about some experience with these kinds of things. Trump, I know he, a thing or two about knowing more about assault than everybody else. He's always saying Trump, and not you. Yeah, Trump, Trump needs to stop tweeting. He's doing damage to himself. I agree. Lay off the tweeting. Ben, lay off the Michelle Fields case. You're just wrong about this, and that's fine. Do you but see why I won't go back now? <sighs> it's It's... For someone Everybody's who's so like, intelligent. Oh, he, he's so smart. He's so smart. And he's right all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I felt about him until this Michelle Fields thing. And then he was done for me. 
I can't go back. And he's just doubling down now. This is what social justice warriors he just, do. He doesn't have to. It doesn't help his case when he's discussing Gianforte at all. It's old news. It's more than a year old. Move on. You're a great guy. You're a smart guy. You're a talented guy. Why do you have to try to do this moral posturing based on a dead horse? Stop. I don't know what evidence we have that he's a great guy. That Shapiro's a great guy? Okay. Yeah. Fine. Michelle Fielding is so bad. It is bad. <sighs> but okay. And I wanted to say this. He's alluding, right? He never says Michelle Fields' name. I'll leave the door oh, open that he's describing someone else. But if if he's describing someone else, some other assault that he's referencing, allegedly, some other alleged assault, I would like to hear about it. Yeah. But I'm 99.9% sure he's talking about Michelle Fields. Yeah, he definitely is. Okay. And rant. That's it for me. No, no more Ben Shapiro talk on our channels. You're more than welcome to, I don't know. I, I know you always enjoy a good chance to rip him. I mean, it's the same stuff with me, though. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not finding any new reasons to hate on Ben Shapiro. It's always the Michelle Fields thing, and it's only the Michelle Fields thing. Just admit you were wrong. You were being opportunistic because you wanted to leave Breitbart and that you doubled down. And stop bringing it up conversationally to support your points. Ugh. Yes. It's just posturing. It's really yep. annoying. Yeah. Well, this is well. the same shit that I hate about the left. Yes, it is. It, in this specific instance, it absolutely is. It is a distorted version of the facts to support a moral high ground for a person. It's not, uh, it's not very well connected to reality. And no, um, it doesn't make me think that you're morally superior or consistent. Because I thought facts don't care about your feelings. Except for these feelings, which yeah, are very, very, very important. <laughs> we should go through the super chat before we talk about this. Yes, copy. we should. Good. Get me <sighs> off this. Because it gets, speaking of feelings, it gets me all, gets my jimmies rustled. And I don't, I, it hurts I know, me to, I mean, to rip on guys I like. Well, I used oh. to love Ben Shapiro. He was my favorite. He got me into this sphere, and I was like, wow, he's a true conservative. I stuck with him even through the whole supporting Ted Cruz and ripping on Trump thing up until the Michelle Fields incident. Oh. I don't know, whatever. All right, Cindy Rochelle Higgins, $20. Way to show support for the Libertarian Party. I like you more now, Matt. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, Dangerous Space is $2. Um, Cosmo's new slogan is seek and you shall find. <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap. Uh, timothy keller five dollars thank you sven servette two dollars what movies are you looking forward to this summer i actually i don't even remember the last time i saw a movie in theaters I, i'm the worst movie watcher ever and it's not um, i can't even answer that i can't even think of a single movie coming out this summer can i just take a rain check for star wars because uh, i'll be interested in that but I, I don't. I don't even care about that. I'm sorry, Sven. Your two dollars seem to have been wasted because neither of us can answer that question. <laughs> I'm the worst movie watcher of all time. I, I don't know movie references. It's um, Avalok gave us two dollars. Shapir was very pro interference in the Middle East. Um, then we've got Mr. Drin Emerus. I never know how to say this. This guy's Midrin Emerus. Oh, isn't it Mithrin? Isn't that? It looks like it, two D's to me. Yeah, but he's explained on the Colin show before. I think it's. Oh, Mithrin. that's right. Mithrid, yeah. I, sorry, sorry, man. Uh, Matt, Ben is using the civil tort definition of assault, very different from criminal assault. Under civil torts, it is an assault. Um, oh, God, this, this is, okay, but, but you're, fine. But that, okay, your average person is not going to differentiate, and he's speaking most to lay people, so he wasn't talking about this in a legal right, context. Like, right, and I don't, look, you want to get into like this legal specific stuff, this very specific definitions, fine. There's But, but we're just talking about if you're going to say that what happened with Gianforte, if the audio of what happened in Gianforte is comparable to what happened with Michelle Fields, come on, man. From a moral perspective, come on. 
And it's not inconsistent to say one looks pretty much fine and the other looks pretty bad. That's not inconsistent. It's entirely consistent right. from a right. layman, non-legal perspective. That being said, I still want video footage. Um, I'd imagine he didn't get roughed up that bad. He just broke his glasses and the guy, no, you broke my although, glasses and I'm calling the police. Although a reporter at um, at the... A reporter asked a question at the press conference and said, we've heard rumor that there's video. Can you confirm? And he said, well, I can't confirm, but if there is, it'll be part of the investigation. There might be video of it. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I don't think that this guy like got the shit kicked out of him. It doesn't really sound like that. It just sounds like a lot of rustling as, you know, mic and equipment are falling to the ground and getting kicked around and things like that. And then he just says, you broke my glasses. Do you you watch that footage and believe that there was intent on the, the footage of Lewandowski? Do you watch the Lewandowski footage and believe there was intent on Lewandowski's part to injure Michelle Fields or be Of course not. Of course not. And to me, there seems to be hostile intent with Gianforte. Again, I'll defer to the investigation, but it seems like hostile intent. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We got a few more. Um, Wild Warlock just gave us uh, $5. I must confess, I still believe, still believe, when I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Give me a sign. Hit me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brittany Brittany is starting to look sane uh, by these new celebrity standards. She's She's having an excellent second act. That's all I can say about she looks pretty good these days. Uh, DKJ Spec just gave us $5. Bigfoot is real, Matt. Remember Dyatlov Pass? Uh, also doing my part yep. again to counter the GB Peckers ship posting. Skull Vikings, love you guys. That was fucking oh. gibberish to me. I don't even know. Uh, he's talking about football. He's talking about Packers, Packers Vikings talk, which we don't have oh, time for, right. but I appreciate yep, the yep, effort yep, in yep, the yep, chat. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, though. Yeah. Uh, Dan Irish, a friend of the show, $5. Gene Forte is why the Dems will be pushing The Rock to run in 2020. Trump has been out of the WWE ring too long. Repubs need someone younger. God, I look forward to that. Uh, Chris Felbach gave us $20. Thank you. I'd pay good money to see somebody body slam Don Lennon. So would I. So Lemon. Lemon. That's what I said. Lemon. You said Lenin. Lemon. Like the revolutionary. Oh, maybe I, I misheard certainly you. did not. Maybe and I misheard last you. one, Stan Kanapka. Ava Blonde has very few items that are unethical. Thank you, Stan. That brings <laughs> us up to speed. Okay. We'll probably run a little bit long because I got two items I want to get through. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to Matt Palumbo's interview uh, when we're done with these two items. Could be pretty quick with this one. The first one involves Matt Palumbo, who will be our guest in a little bit. Um. He, I don't know how he's how he made it happen, but he's on Gavin McInnes's show, and they hosted Gazi Kozo, Black Hitler. They paid for it, I heard. Oh, he didn't tell me that. My, that's not what my sources say, but maybe he just. Oh no, this was a totally unconfirmed source, and I didn't even check into it again. But I heard that they paid for it. But that might be how they got him on. Did he say he would only do an interview if they paid for it? Well, he did. He did have insane terms with Blair White, and I think I asked him about that. I'm not criticizing. I am so happy. Uh, I'm in favor of this happening. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that's been my speculation with Tucker the whole time. Is like, dude, he's got to be paying these people. He's got to be paying them. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll 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 not fake news ourselves with speculation for now. Um, But they got him on to discuss reparations. Ghazi is coming from the (laughs) pro reparation side. Um, Gavin and Matt are coming from the raised eyebrow tucker carlson face side of just kind of disbelief <laughs> and it descends into one of the greater gavin rants that i've heard <laughs> uh so i'll just I, i've one. cut it I've, I, I've cut it down to the highlights but it's still a little bit long so feel free to interject i know you had uh, you had a lot of passionate I must, feels i must have given you like seven minutes of clips that i wanted you to include i'm sorry no i cut it down to like three and a half because right, I did, good, I, yeah, I asked Blonde. I said, "Give me, give me like the the clips that you think are essential from this." But every five seconds, I was stopping it, and being like, "Oh, I gotta mark this down." Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll get through it as quick as we can here. Stop me whenever you want. Uh, but this is this is Gazi Kodzo 
uh, Matt Palumbo and Gavin McInnes discussing at the start reparations, but soon we get into African resources and other things. A dollar amount? Yeah, do you think like, you know, the average black person's owed, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand each, is there anything like that? Studies show that it's for the labor itself, mm -hmm. it's around $14 trillion. Okay, yeah, I think I've seen the study. I, and as well as the party, understand that that amount is a drop in the puddle of what is owed to African people mm -hmm. that has given our everything, anything you see of the white nation has been stolen from African and colonized people. These lands are poor because Europe is wealthy. First, let's go to... That you... is rich coming from him as he is taking advantage of America. Doesn't it, doesn't he come from wealthy parents? I don't know, but it, I don't know anything about Ghazi. But well, I he do... seems to be taking advantage of the West a lot for a bunch of, you know, white imperialists <laughs> that stole everything that we have from Africans. No innovation on our side here. What... That's, that's such a weird... Um... It's just such a weird perspective to me that like wealth is is a finite thing and you have to steal right. it from someone else. You can't create your own wealth. It has right, to be right. thieved. Just make the pie bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, that this is about it. This the start is the sanest part. I think. To slave black Africans selling other Africans mm -hmm. slave. The definition of slavery that white people had of slavery did not exist on the face of Africa. Raping, that is beating. Okay. That is fucking not true. African slave trades were horrific. So were Arab slave trades. This concept that only white people are involved in slavery is so stupid. Do people really believe this? No, that we no. created slavery? Only white people were mean with slavery. That's Are you point. serious? Because <laughs> in the Arab point. slave trade, they cut off black people's dicks because they thought that they had like magical properties. Am I going to have to fake news you? Because Ghazi doesn't, Ghazi is the expert. He doesn't, he doesn't agree. It was very, it was very, um, benevolent slavery. It was very nice. Oh yeah. That benevolent slavery. Yeah. He'll explain. He'll explain. Thing, taking oh. the names of, separating of families, lynching, branding did not happen in Africa. Oh, they were cool with their slaves. We had like 3,000. Why did, why did 2 million die just not even getting out of the continent then? Because slavery existed way before we were buying the slaves and it still exists today. Slavery is as old as, as human civilization. There's slavery in the Bible before there was any sort of... The origin of the words a white slave, a slav. But yeah, that's where they <laughs> had slavery in Africa before we decided to buy some. That you invented... No, we did not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. You just... You don't think Europeans invented it? That is is asinine when you can prove that it predates Europeans. I mean, I don't know what to say here. I mean, that's... Well, and I don't know that it matters who I mean, his his position is um is that they invented it and then like exported it to Africa right, and like right. told them how cool it is. I mean, to me it doesn't really matter who was first because we've seen forms of this across civilization. You know? it's, yeah. it's not it's not as though as one guy was like, Hey, you know it'd be sweet? A bunch of people did work for me for free. I'm going to teach everyone about how awesome this is and kind of spread that gospel around the world and tricked them, tricked them against their will into adopting this system. And I love how he's actually making a case that African slavery is not as bad ethically. That it seems just, to be his It's position, just not yeah. as bad. He said that. He's like, it's, it's he? just not yeah. as bad as the type of slavery that the white yeah. man created. The fuck? Yeah, I mean, I guess his point would be that there was an element of brutality in the european or white kind of don't you think there's an that, element of brutality to slavery that's that's what i'm saying is at some level certainly there are shades of bad in it but at some level the core concept is bad you know, the oh core concept God. of indentured servitude of being forced to work and serve against your will 
with no compensation is bad. Well, indentured servitude but, is different. I mean, you get out of well, that. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm mis- mixing up my Supposedly. terms. Maybe I'm yeah, whatever. I'll uh, let let's stick to this debate. I'll uh, in any case, let's move on. No, it's just and not guess what? true. You're so let's just accept that everything you say is totally correct, and we stole everything. Wait, wait, wait. Where do we go from here? What's the next step? You just said that African people, we put to our own, if we lead our own struggles and lead our own countries, that we fail. What I'm saying is African and colonized people around the world are fighting against imperialism. You guys tried your darndest to colonize us. Remember Hannibal and his elephants going up to Spain? You didn't colonize because you weren't good enough at it. Colonizers <laughs> were the British and he broke. He's, he's he's such a gift of being funny on the spot, man. I, I'm so... Uh, oh man, I think that this I'm is he, oh that. yeah, he just puts his his face in his hands at this point. <laughs> oh, when he before he goes on the rant, yeah, yeah. Free from them, so there's really no connection. But when you cut Venezuela off from everyone else, and not only cut them off, but you put in regimes and coups in there to overthrow them, What's a coup? To overthrow them, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, chicken shit coop. Up. Yeah, Africa doesn't have that much good shit, to be honest. They got like some <laughs> some jewels. Have that much good shit, to be honest, and that's why you that's why you attacked Africa. You know, I think exports from Africa are like two percent of our GDP. Only you hear that? Before. African exports are two percent of our GDP. We like the shiny stuff, but we don't really need it. You don't need diamonds. Do you know where the resources <laughs> in your cell phone comes from? A lot of this is important because I want to discuss this in a minute. Uh, he's he'll he, he yeah, the Congo because Gavin's point we, here is. Look, I mean, we're happy to engage in economic exchange with you, but it's not necessarily necessity to us. And then Ghazi's going to make the point that, no, 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 your iPhone depends on African resources. I tried to look into this. I'll get into it in a little bit. But I just want to make sure his words are heard here. Like the shiny stuff, but we don't really need it. You don't need diamonds. Do you know where the resources in your cell phone comes from? A lot of places. Africa? The Congo? China? Yeah, but only 2%. You're using this computer that has African resources. While we're what? using these plastic African resources, while you're in a building that's filled with African re- African colonized resources. No, that's not true. Is there anything that's not from Africa? The stuff that you stole from South America, the stuff that you stole <laughs> from Australia. You are when do you stop complaining? Expensive. Okay, start the rant. This is this is classic. It was about so satisfying. Pa- yeah. That's it. Just move forward. What is something not everyone else's fault? Why don't you fix your own fucking life? Because you didn't fix yours. You did not fix yours. You destroyed mine to fix yours. You no, I never touched your fucking life, you loser. Go get a job. Go do something. Stop bitching about other people. It makes you look like a bitch. Why aren't I successful? You did this to me. You helped me. You bring me stuff. You make my life better. Go make your own life better. You need to help yourself. Maybe try reading the Bible, you stupid communist. <laughs> kind of want to save that sound bite. Try reading the Bible, you stupid communist. Classic. Oh, it's so Classic. satisfying because Gavin just says everything that I want to. I was watching that. I just wanted to stand up and cheer. Like, good for you, yeah. Gavin. And if you watch it, this is, you know, three minutes out of what is about a 30-minute debate. I will link it in the description for people watching after. You can look it up. It's on Anthony Cumia's channel. I would recommend watching it. I found it to be highly entertaining. But Gavin is sort of quiet throughout the whole thing. And, and Matt does a lot of the talking. There's kind of some uh, point-counterpoint. I would argue fact, anti-fact <laughs> going back and forth between them. But Gavin is kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden just erupts at that point. And that's yeah. why it, that's what made it so good. <laughs> uh, His oh. arguments were so stupid though. Everything we have comes from Africa. Yes. Then why don't you want to live in Africa, bro? 
Why, why are you here in the United States? Why do you want to hang out with with people from the West? Why don't you want to move back to your native Africa? Is it because it's a shithole? It's it's unsustainable. It's unstable. Whoa, why? Make, make fun of St. Louis, but don't don't leave leave Africa alone. Okay. Oh, I, beautiful Africa! Awesome. I I tried to um I tried to vet this claim that because he says, well, what's in your iPhone? African resources. I, clearly. It's just built from African resources. I thought, eh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of the stuff is mined in Africa. I don't know. Maybe there's more truth to that statement than, than I'm aware of. So I tried to look this up with, um, with minimal success. Now, this is, a, this is a great site that basically explains like how and where the iPhone is made. Um, not only where the resources come from, but where a lot of the construction of the device happens. In terms of the resources, there's a graphic here of the supplier and um, sorry, Africa has zero representatives. I mean, <laughs> North America's represented, represented, Europe's represented, Asia's represented. Um, Africa is not represented here. So if this is true, then none of the resources are coming directly from Africa. Not only that, but like, you know, the assembly, uh, like a lot of the chips are made in Asia. A lot of the technology that's in the phone is provided by Europe. The assembly is in China, 85% of it. Uh, it's the idea that African resources are a necessity to the iPhone, I, I provide me a source that says that's true, but I can't find that evidence and I'm skeptical of it uh, being true. I don't know. Ghazi's free to make that case. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're having like a chat fiasco going on oh, right yeah. now. Well, we got a we got a flood of flat earthers in okay. the chat like hundreds and hundreds of comments about how the earth is flat and some people giving us some money trying to get us to talk about how the earth is flat like a bunch of money i mean like I'll, 20 bucks. I'll read what they want to no, say I'm, but I'm, I'm not, not gonna i'm not gonna, I'm read not those gonna comments like because that's do stupid, i believe but... the earth is flat i've flown in a plane come at me get at me on i know Twitter. right hey right. jay fry take care of this shit yeah is jay here help us out i know seriously there are like hundreds of people Really? <laughs> so it's wild. like, so this is actually, I mean, our chat is known as cancerous, but this is worse even by the cancer it's chat. It's going too fast standard. for me to even, I missed a bunch of super chats. It's going too fast for me to even keep up with. The super chats are gone? I, I mean, I've got a list, but like I missed some of them because the chat's okay. just going so crazy fast. And it's just, it's sustaining. It's not stopping. It's all flat earth. There's research flat earth. The earth is not a globe. Flat tards. Can, flat earth morons. <laughs> yeah, it's all flat. But earth. they're all different accounts. It's not like one account. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I uh, blame them. I, I will try to get it under control, but blame them. Wow. So many people. All yeah. right. Well, should we go through these other uh, super chats? Are we done with this Gazi? We'll take your money, but I you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Take the money. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to read your comments. Thanks. <laughs> um, I just hope they're not burying genuine. Well, I'm not saying they're not genuine, but super chat, super chats. I care about there. I'll, I'll hey, say there, it. There are really a group of people that are flat earthers in the YouTube yeah, that's sphere. Fine. That's fine. They overlap with some of the Nazi sphere, I've noticed. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah, every okay. other message is 1488 or something I about think the we're, I think we're caught up on um, the, the the debate here, the Black Hitler debate. Um, and uh, again, we'll have Matt Palumbo coming up as soon as we're done with our last topic here. But do can we catch up with Super Chat? Are we able to before we move on to the last item here? And there are like 10 of them. Okay, let's do it. All right, Liza Jean Williams, $8, you two rock. Very important to simply compare ideas. Thank you so much. That's why we do this show, Beauty and the Cuck. I mean, beta. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> KNL. I still love you, Ben. <laughs> I don't care if I'm a cuck. 
Do you think Ben was actually assaulted by the linebacker-sized tranny on the Dr. Drew show? Give him at least one case, LOL. I say that if Michelle Fields was assaulted, then that's fucking assault, too. Well, but that would support him, would it not? Uh, but again... With that, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I remember the video. I've seen the video, I but I don't video, know if there were legal problems. I think he just said he was going to send him home in a body bag. I don't think he actually touched did, him, did he? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to review the tape. Um, but again, I'd have to review the tape always. <laughs> well, I would have to. It's been it's been like a year or more or more since I've seen that footage. Uh, but but I'm going to argue from a layman perspective here, just in terms of intent. Like what happened with whatever the tranny, whatever that tranny's name is, I forget. His or her name, uh, her name, I guess she would want to be called Zoe something or something like that. The, the hostile intent was what very Zoe clear. Right. I don't I don't believe there's hostile intent between Corey Lewandowski and Michelle Fields. I just don't. Uh, maybe yeah. there's evidence that I'm missing, but I just don't. All right. We got Timothy Keller, $15. Today's the anniversary of Harambe's death. So let's stand in solidarity with our gorilla friend and never let another be taken away so inhumanely and carelessly. Thank you very much. Although I would agree. Uh, I, I don't know. I watched that footage of Harambe like dragging that kid around before he was holding him, which is the only footage that I that anybody showed of it. And I was like, wow, got to shoot that gorilla. Okay, and uh, and Blonde's gone. Uh, we're going to cut her off right there for that hate speech. It will not be tolerated on this show. This is a this is a family show right here. Let's see if we can get her back. Awesome. I had to cut you off. I'm not going to oh, tolerate no. that kind of garbage. <laughs> Was I frozen? No, you said Harambe deserved to be shot. <laughs> we I'm didn't discuss sorry. that in the pre-show meeting. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. All right, let's finish this up. Black Magic, two dollars. But Jay Fry, uh, buy Jay Fry a beer. Save us from the flat tires. I know, right? Um, Terry Elrod, two dollars. All flat earthers, whether you believe or not. What? Oh man, DITRA gave us two dollars. Heliocentrum is bullshit. Research flat Earth. We got like a bunch more of those. And then if they're uh, flat Earth, look. If they're flat Earth. Sorry, happy to take your I'm money, not, but we're not going to, we're not going to do flat earth stuff. I'm not, I'm not reading any flat earth stuff. And then the last one, William Martin, $20 unrelated to anything discussed. Would you support repealing all federal gun laws, NFA, Hughes amendment, et cetera, arm the Kekistanis? Ooh, we, that's a can Wednesday we rain check that one for Wednesday? Yeah. I'll throw it in the outline right now. Okay. Um, and any I, other I hate to do that, uh, but, live chatters and super chatters that I missed, I apologize. Um, and we, and we thank him for that contribution too. That's a nice, that's a nice chunk. And yeah, uh, we'll give it a, much. we'll give it a, a thoughtful at length answer on Wednesday. On when Wednesday. We're not, we're hopefully we're not crushed with flat earthers and we have some time to give it <laughs> what it deserves. Cause I gotta, I'm trying to be off the air before the, the YouTube saints, Jeff holiday and wizard of causes show. Cause they've been so nice to us. And, um, and cause Bear, bearings on tonight. And of course, bearing has been great to us. I don't want to, don't want to clomp on their show. So I'm hustling up. I do want to discuss this last item um, because it is a big news item, but also because I, I think that in fairness, we should do it because on a theme of this show, obviously is making fun of alleged of anti-Muslim hoax, hate crimes, essentially. Right. And what we have in the media right now is something that could be a, a real anti-Muslim crime of sorts. All the victims aren't Muslim, but they're allegations. <sighs> I do think there's a lot of jumping the gun on this from a media perspective to try to politicize it in a way that fits a narrative that I don't know that it generally fits, but it's possible that there are some genuine anti-Islamic motives here that, that are terrible if they're, if that's what happened. Well, but he didn't actually stab the Muslims. I'll, I'll just explain. And <laughs> 
instead of trying to wrap my mind around this as I go. But there's this guy, this happened on Friday, this guy in Portland, Oregon on the MAX train. It's like the public transit train in Portland. He's, according to witnesses who have spoken with police, he's spouting off what was described as loud hate speech, like yelling at people about minorities, yelling about whatever, generic hate speech. And allegedly he targeted two Muslim recipients of this hate speech or two, two Muslims were targeted with this hate speech. People try to intervene and say, presumably like, hey man, shut up or something. He stabs three of them. Two died, one survived. That's terrible. That, uh, let's be abundantly clear. That's awful. And I can't imagine what it's like to be on a train and watch a guy get stabbed or three right. people get stabbed and one died at the scene, one died at the hospital. That sucks. Okay. There have been, in, in the aftermath of this, and now, the, as I said, this was kind of painted as an anti-Muslim or hate speech motivated generally thing. All because he was yelling racial speech, right? Like yes, was... although it gets a little bit tricky. There and we two... know this because of eyewitnesses. Yes, according to eyewitness testimony, the police investigation is by no means complete. Um, I find two things about this to be a little bit counter to some of the media narrative. The first is that um, we've had examples of people blaming Trump, and that is bunk, um, because this mm -hmm. guy was not a Trump supporter based on several pieces of evidence. Uh, nor would, even if he was a Trump supporter, the idea that Trump would endorse like harassing people on a train or stabbing people is ridiculous. Right. Um, but the story that like two Muslims were targeted with the speech is a little bit sketchy too. So let's take these problems in order. Um, the first is this blaming of Trump and not everyone's doing this. It's not like it's, but there are some examples. Um, <laughs> Jill Stein. Thank you, Jill Stein, for your thoughts. Another heartbreaking tragedy in Trump's America as a white nationalist shouting anti-Islam slurs murders two in Portland, Oregon subway. Trump's America. Bom, 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 bom. And then Dan Rather posted on Facebook. It's a little more nuanced. It, he, he does explicitly say, I don't blame Trump specifically, but he says, as this kind of, quote, extremism is on the rise, especially in the wake of, of your political ascendancy, and he's speaking to the president in an open letter here, most people who study these sorts of things do not think that is a coincidence. So hate, hate has risen in your presidency and in your campaign. Most people don't think that's a coincidence, but I don't blame you directly for this incident, he says, even though he basically says, I do blame you directly yeah, for this right. incident or blame you to some degree. Um, <laughs> nor do I think that other people should. So that's why I say he's more nuanced. He, he does kind of temper his claim a little bit. But what a president says... Um, but what a president says, who he has around him and the tone he sets can set the tone for the nation at large. So if I'm being charitable with Dan Rather here, he's saying, look, Mr. President, just speak about this. It's really bad. I, I'm, I'm not blaming you, even though I'm kind of blaming you. Um, just speak about this. Maybe he should. I could entertain that. Maybe he should talk about this instance, but I don't like the idea that he bears any of the blame for this. Why don't I like that idea? Well, I wouldn't like that idea regardless of this guy's political affiliations necessarily, but I don't like that idea because if you look at this guy's uh, Facebook feed, he voted for Bernie. Um, he endorses Sanders and Jill Stein. When is Jill Stein going to disavow? He's, he's supported <laughs> Jill Stein in, as recently as January on Facebook. Sanders and Stein, 
Uh, he says crazy stuff all the time. Death to Hillary Rodham Clinton and all her supporters to be carried out by Bernie supporters who don't turn traitor and vote Hillary. He called for the assassin. No, he didn't call for it. He just said he was looking forward to the assassination of Jeff Sessions for his un-American hate speech. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he said uh death to anyone who no i'm gonna kill anyone who voted for trump or hillary it's all your fault um you're what's wrong with this country you face doom what else did he say um i he said i would never vote for trump or hillary either of those two i would i would gladly rip limb from limb so this is just a sample of his insane uh facebook feed it doesn't seem to me like it's politically coherent at all it just seems kind of like he clearly doesn't support Trump, but it doesn't seem like he has a lot of well-thought-out ideas either. And just to give one piece of example about it's sort of ridiculous to associate uh, him with Trump, or one, one additional example here. He said th this is um, him having a confrontation with a pro-Trump rally in Portland in April, and they didn't like this guy, and they got rid of him, and he was ripping them. They're not friendly. We don't tolerate that. We don't tolerate that. And he's the guy in the backwards hat here. Because you're just as fascist as the Hitler. Are you serious? I'm the only motherfucking Christian. You're the only dumbass here. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. When I bring back the berserker cult, we will bring back Jesus on our shoulders to speak the word of God and erase all you fake Christians. So, um, terrible thing wow. that happened. I just, I can't find political coherence in this at all to find a clear political motive. No, this even. just seems like an insane man. Doesn't he have priors as well? Yeah, he has a, a long, uh, legal, uh, history of legal troubles. I don't know the exact convictions, but can't somebody that. just be a crazy criminal? It seems like it to me. I'll start uh, paying attention to shit like this when it becomes a pattern. How about that? Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to push back, there was also a murder of a, uh, I forget which branch of the military he was in. A commissioned officer or a guy seeking an officer's commission in the military was killed by, I be, he, was a, he was a black guy, killed by, I believe, a, a white nationalist type. Um, this is just me remembering headlines this week, so mm -hmm. don't, um, don't quote me as 100% correct. But there there are kind of examples. Do I buy this as like, do I buy this as ideologically motivated violence? Maybe. Oh, I didn't even say the other part yet because so blaming Trump to me is problem one here. That doesn't seem consistent with his perspective. The other part here is they said, oh, he was spouting anti-Islamic rhetoric or uh, apparently at two Muslims. Now, when I was first reading this, I, I was confused because the police report didn't say that. It said there were two women who witnessed this happen, possibly Muslim, and we have not spoken with them. If If they would come to police, that would be great. And so I was like, well, they're not, even, they're not even known to police. How can you claim this? One has since come forward to police. And she says, she kind of has a, I mean, it appears to be legit. Let me get his, sorry, let me get all his social media posts off here. Jeremy's, this is what, this was a mistake to put all these up here. There's too many to deal with all his, <laughs> all his rants. But this girl, this is one of the victims, if you want to use that term, of his hate speech, allegedly. And she kind of has this heartfelt tribute to the people who died, which she says is in her defense and very well could have been. Um, but she's not Muslim. She's not Muslim. And she says that 
her friend is Muslim, even though she's not Muslim, but her friend, as I understand, is also is not currently known to police. Only she is. So when they say like one of them was wearing a hijab and is a Muslim, that's not substantiated as of now. Now, do I think this guy is crazy enough to like see w- at least one of whom is in a is a brown person and say like oh, I hate Muslims? Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> but to just say it's immediately this anti-Muslim thing in motive. I mean, he didn't stab the Muslim people either. He stabbed two white guys. Well, two the, the two dead are white guys. I don't mm-hmm. know about the third who survived. So it's a lot of speculation and we don't know enough to form any real opinions about it. Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it could, there's a range here. It could be a, a genuine um, bias attack. It could, well, a genuine, genuine, genuine biased harassment, which led to intervention of people that probably caused a crazy person to kill a person or two. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and we don't know the nature of what happens. Now I'm going to guess I, most people are being charitable with the, the people who were killed. And I would want to do that too. I don't, I'm, I, what I'm saying here is only considering possibilities, not necessarily taking sides, but we don't know what those guys did. We don't know how aggressive they were with this guy either. You know, we don't know if they pushed him around, roughed him up, not saying the stabbing is cool at all. Don't, don't misunderstand me, but there are elements of the story here that we don't necessarily know. And one of them is who these Muslims are. And the second is what the physical altercation between these guys was like. Need more info. I'm skeptical though. This is not enough information for me to concede that this is some kind of hate crime. Trump's America. Just ask. That is, that is not an excuse for all violence that exists. (laughs) I mean, I, I need to get on Twitter. Name. I need to start trolling her because she needs to disavow. She needs to see that Facebook post of of his endorsing Jill Stein. When yeah, is really. she gonna when is she gonna disavow this guy from Portland, Jeremy Joseph Christian? <laughs> Waiting for it, Jill. She's got votes to count in Wisconsin still and Michigan and Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay. But uh, that's a, that's a show for me. Well, before we do the interview, the live portion of the show. Yeah, um, that was really weird with what just happened with all these flat earthers. Uh, apparently, they downvoted us, but then also gave us a bunch of money. So I'm I'm a little confused. I mean, okay. they they must have given us like fifty bucks right then. Okay, that's fine. This is the weirdest <laughs> shit. So weird. I'm come come back and downvote us again. I, whatever. Must have been coordinated. Awesome. All that's right. Fine. Well, did we cover everything that we wanted to? I think so. Yeah. Are we caught up on super chat before uh, we move on to the interview? I uh, yes, we are. And as for the interview, um, Matt just had to coordinate oh. the last two interviews at times that I could not because they were on very short notice. So it's not like I'm checking out of my own interview interviewing yes. process. <laughs> it's just we, Matt this is not intentional. So the one with well, the one with Andy No was more like kind of my video and my thing. Right. Um, and I did I th- that one you did opt out of. I did offer you the spot. Mm-hmm. But and I can understand why. It was like it was more something i covered yeah it was your video and i thought you would this time this time was like on the spot and uh, we're not we're not trying to get blonde out of the interviews (laughs) (laughs) uh so especially because blonde books like you know books the bigger guests i mean so i'm not good at booking guests so i have to rely on her so i have to keep her around Uh, (laughs) that's the only reason though (laughs) yeah i have to let her in the interviews Uh, so yeah we're not we're not trying to trying to partition this off it's just a circumstantial thing that's happened last couple weeks 
Yep. And everybody go upvote us because apparently our downvote ratio is horrible because of this flat earth. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. There's... Oh, no. No, not the downvotes. Please. Okay. Oh, no. Um, well, thanks. Uh, thanks, as always, to our live chatters and our live viewers, especially the downvoting flat earthers. Thanks for your money, too. I guess that's fine. I, whatever. Um, if you're listening on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more of the show on the audio platforms. The call-in show, streams we do with other people, guest appearances we have in other places. Find those on the audio platforms. They're linked in the description. iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcasts, you can find us. You can always email us. Um, I invite the Flat Earthers to email us. Because <laughs> you have to read the emails. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. Nobody watches that crap meet the press. It is <laughs> Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Matt Palumbo up next. Find his links in the description. Twitter, his new book. Good guy. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Thanks. Welcome back. My guest tonight is author, blogger, fearless black Hitler debater, um, right-hand man to Gavin McInnes, which uh, makes me a little bit Play jealous. Philanthropist. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to miss any titles, but Matt Palumbo is with me tonight. Um, welcome to the show, and I want to make sure that you get the chance to characterize and represent yourself properly, because I sure. often don't do it correctly. Oh, uh, no, you did a pretty good job. I, I don't okay. really know what else I would add. I think writing is probably 90% of what I'm doing all day. So blogger, writer, whatever. Well, yeah, I, I was looking at a lot of your, your resume items today. And um, I want to get into to your book um, as we get to the end of our little segment here. Because I think it's really relevant, probably. I have yet to read it, obviously. But the yeah, topic strikes honestly, me as... I have not gotten my copies in the mail yet, either. Oh, for so myself, really, so... Really fresh. But based on the title, would we'll judge a book by its cover and guess... I'm I'm guessing it's somewhat relevant to um, the big news of the week in Manchester and yeah. just kind of attitudes about Islam generally that I'd like to, to ask you about. But um, the reason... I shouldn't say the reason that you're here because that's... You're, you're certainly much more qualified than just that. But the, yeah. the thing that caught my attention this week and a lot of people's attention was... Um, and I saw you, you and I have been back and forth on Twitter mm -hmm. a little bit for the last, I don't know, a few weeks, few, few months, months so, yeah. something like that. Um, but you had said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be debating Ghazi Kodzo, yeah. AKA and Kodzo, right? Am I saying I that right? I think that's it, yeah. Okay. Uh, infamously known, of course, as Black Hitler. Mm -hmm. um, and for when this airs on the podcast, we'll probably have already talked about it. So people might be a little bit familiar because this debate was just hilarious. Oh, it was hysterical. But, it wasn't but, even a debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a discussion, whatever you want to call it. Shit but show, yeah. Can you give me some reference and the audience some reference about who Ghazi is and like why this debate happened? What led to this debate happening? How it came to be? 
Yeah, so he's this guy in line who, as you've mentioned, has a reputation of being Black Hitler. Um, his worldview is really based around the idea that everything, any basically any predominantly white country has is because they stole resources. Um, I think there was one point in the debate where I was like, is there anything you don't think we stole from Africa? And he goes, yeah, the stuff you stole in South America. <laughs> well, so, it is strange. I mean, you're the economics guy, but it yeah. is it is strange to me as an economics layman, uh, um, uh, you know, recovering Bernie. I was never really on the Bernie train, mm -hmm. but, you know, that kind of side and I'm yeah. getting off of it. But um but people who view the world as this like or view the economy as this finite pie too, you yeah. know, like the only reason Europe and, and the United States are wealthy is because they, I don't know how many times you said African resources. In yeah, the debate. I always think like what but, resources, like with diamonds or like what, what does he mean by that? Right. And as yeah. though it's not as, possible to produce wealth for yourself, like you yeah, have I mean, to take it from somewhere else. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really resources themselves aren't wealth. It's the utility you can even get from deploying them efficiently. Yeah. So, I mean, you could give someone, you know, in the 1800s, all the gasoline in the world, and it wouldn't mean anything because there's no utility for it. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, he's, he's obviously living in the past in that, in that regard, in that, I mean, obviously the age of colonialism is over. So, and it's not like 100% of Africa's resources are now gone. So it's a bit, bit bizarre. I mean, and I brought up during the debate too, in India, I mean, the British did to India what they did to Africa and you look at the average household income uh, for Indian families in America, and it's a little over $100,000 a year. So if black people have the resources stolen, and that's why they're economically um, below whites, you'd also expect the same to be true of Indians, which obviously it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gavin was hitting on, on that during the debate, too, which is just like this... Um... Just this very strange lumping of all non-white people together yeah. in this broad coalition of opposition and hatred and ex exploitation um, uh, from white people. Very weird. But explain yeah, to me, well, I'll let you address that, but I also would like to know, how did Ghazi come to you? Like, how did you guys connect? I saw him and Blair White going back and forth, and okay. I just decided, like, why not try? I think it would just be funny to talk to the guy if he actually responds. So I said, you know, I'll be up for a debate. Why don't we just talk about like how reparations would work? Um, okay. So he ended up getting back to me, messaging me. Uh, then we talked on the phone a little bit. It probably took like two or three weeks to actually schedule, get the Gavin show booked and get everything confirmed. Um, he was like really insistent on getting me to agree to let him post it on his YouTube and monetize it. And it wouldn't have been a big deal, but Gavin takes forever to answer his text messages. So getting the logistics <laughs> of that working and convincing Galaxy I wasn't dicking around with him was uh, yeah. kind of stressful. But it, after like two or three weeks, we ended up getting it scheduled. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that, so, that, but that was interesting to me is because yeah. um, I had seen Blair White promoting mm -hmm. this very debate weeks ago. And I think uh, maybe you and I were involved in that same Twitter dialogue. But what happened there was he gave her a series of flat out insane demands. Yeah. Like I will provide the moderator. I will um, have full control of the topics. I think he said, I get to delete the video on your channel he whenever I like want. It. And I think he, he gets all the money to go to his political party Something or whatever. Like it doesn't sound like he gave you quite the same treatment. I just said like, Hey, we'll send, I'll get like a producer to send you a clip. You can put it on your YouTube and monetize it, do whatever you want with it. So, I mean, that was really it. He didn't ask for anything else. Was I think the huh. only condition was on the air. We said Yuhuru to fuck with him on the intro. <laughs> and he was like, all right, if you want us to continue, stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is, um, 
I think that he is his own unique brand of um, of crazy, and people will take him as seriously or inauthentic as yeah. they as they might want to. But I do think this emerging trend, if he's part of it, is really interesting. I mean, I don't know if you follow the YouTube scene or how closely you follow yeah. it, but of course we had Lacey Green coming out and saying, "Hey, yeah, you I know that. that I don't think that shutting down speech and not talking to anybody is really all that cool." We had um, the Warskis on our podcast last week. It turns out that Andy Warski and Francesca Ramsey of MTV's Decoded are oh, kind of in discussion with each other. Oh, That's sure. very interesting. All of a sudden, Gazi Kozdo or it's whatever is, is going on Gavin's show and talking yeah. to people. Do you think that he's um, genuine? Uh, obviously, in watching the debate, I don't think that he that you changed his mind about oh, anything well, necessarily. Is, but do you think he's genuine and interesting in being interested in talking to people? I, I mean, I guess so. The thing is, a lot of people were complaining that I didn't really interact with a lot of the points he made, and I get the criticism. But when you're deba- like, I knew I'm not. No matter what I say, I'm not going to convince him. There's, I mean, it's social justice is almost like a religion of people, and there's a certain. Like, there's some beliefs you just cannot convince people out of, and I think someone as ingrained as him and his beliefs is not going to be convinced. And, I mean, you look at the like-to-dislike video ratio in his YouTube videos, so I, I just kind of figure that letting him speak would be more effective, like the kind of Tucker <laughs> Carlson routine, than actually responding to each point. you got to work on that face, though, if you want to get the Tucker Yeah, effect. I was, I mean, I, I <laughs> one of the YouTube comments was complaining, like, yeah, this Mac guy just laughs whenever God says something crazy, and I'm like, well, what do you expect? Like... Yeah, I, it's, yeah. you know, it's a, it, uh, whenever you're, whenever you're in the arena, you're always the subject of criticism, but, yeah. um, it is a I, lot tougher when the bright lights are on you, you know, it's a lot yeah. tougher than people realize. Um, you did but, mention to me, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, mind. I mean, my, like, he kind of had the same few talking points, about stolen resources, stolen land, genocide, slavery, all these other isms, um, or, or not even isms, but you, you know what I mean? Um, and he just kind of kept repeating those over and over. And I guess, like, I could have responded to them, but didn't bother. I mean, my central argument was, listen, slavery in the North was abolished by 1804. Uh, I actually incorrectly said there was not slavery in the North. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to ask this, you about I that. I meant at the time of the Civil War, um, but I don't think I said that on the show. Um, but so you had, you know, 50 years or so, 56 years, I guess, prior to the Civil War worth no slavery in the North versus obviously slavery in the South. And yet something like 75% of all wealth was concentrated in the North. Um, and, and you can even look at the economy of the South after the Civil War. And I mean, there was a massive inflation as a result of the war. So any wealth that was, was I guess, kept uh, during uh, throughout the Civil War would have been eroded by that. So any wealth that was generated by slavery is not benefiting us today. It was that was the central crux of my point, and he never responded to that. Yeah, so. and and there was um, I I took notes on it, and I'm probably not being entirely fair because I should have quoted this precisely if I'm going to reference it. But the concept was there, so I'll try to be as fair and charitable with him as possible. But he, and I've heard him make this point before that like slavery is a uniquely white invention. And a uniquely white construct, and that basically the the reason that it exists is present day in a lot of these um, you know, underdeveloped countries, specifically in Africa, still yeah. as you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. um, presumably is because it was invented by European people, yeah. and then they showed the African people how awesome it was, and then yeah, it now persists. they enslaved each other. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean the word slave, I think, it comes from the Slavs. I mean, if his argument was making slavery a racial issue is was a uniquely American thing, he would be correct. Um, as Thomas Sowell actually has a lot of work on the history of slavery, and he points out that usually, historically, 
in the history of slavery, it's just people enslaving whoever's closest to them. So in many cases, it's people enslaving those with the same skin color. But here in America, obviously, we have a Declaration of Independence um, that says that we're all free and, and endowed with our creator by certain inalienable rights. And how do you justify something like slavery when that's in our founding documents? So you have to ha argue that someone's inferior, and that's one way of justifying it. But no, slavery was around uh, quite longer than they think. And yeah, also, I brought I, up Brazil. I mean, there's still um, arguments, or I should say, there's still racial tension in Brazil because they enslaved an uh, enormous amount of blacks. They enslaved six times as many as we did. Um, I think I incorrectly said during the debate they enslaved, or they brought over 10 million. It was 5 million, but if you were to account for slave childbirths, you get to a much higher number. But yeah. yeah, it was like six times as many slaves the Brazilians actually ended up bringing into their country. Yeah, I thought the other thing that was interesting in this discussion of resources, more resources, all these mm -hmm. resources, was um, just kind of the the premise that every resource that we may use yeah. from a foreign provider is exploitative in nature and not a consensual economic exchange. Like you guys it's talked like about Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and all these places like... Yeah. The, the Saudis sell us their oil. They yeah. consent yeah, to this arrangement. A, By the way, they fix the price a lot of the times, not yeah. us. They yeah, fix it. Uh, if you look at a business's balance sheet, or I mean income statement that's using these stolen resources, you'll see a line that says cost of goods sold. And it's not <laughs> zero. So, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I remember at one point, he was trying to make a point, and he was like, well, you know, where are the, pro the materials in your smartphone from? And I'm like, I don't know, probably China. And he didn't even say anything in, res in response to that. Yeah, I was interested by that. I was one thing as one thing I wanted to look up, but I haven't had the chance yet. Is yeah. um, is uh, like what what percent of the resources yeah. that go into like, creating an iPhone are actually African in nature, but specifically yeah. like um, colonized African states? Or you know, you guys talked a lot about the extent to which Europe has control over African yeah. states and and things like that. I just I don't know. Got me thinking. I'm not going to say that what he's saying is entirely crap if I can't say for sure otherwise. No, but there are certainly sins of colonialism. But you, he's blurring the past and the present, and he's, yes. he's he seems to think that capitalism and colonialism and imperialism are all intertwined. Though I mean, capitalism hasn't officially been an economic system uh, since 1776. Um, it was most of imperialism, uh, colonialism occurred in uh, a mercantilist system. So. Maybe he's wrong historically in that regard as well. Well, it seemed like you guys were at least on amicable terms, and that was mm -hmm. nice. Do you uh, do you think that this is a, I don't know, can we get like a, a monthly debate? Can, like we had the Lincoln-Douglas debates, we can have the Palumbo-Black-Hitler series. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he would come back on. Um, he was messaging me afterwards. He was very kind. He thanked me for my professionalism. Um, at one point, I said, no problem, brother, to see how he would respond. To oh, which he replied, okay. we can't be brothers. You're an imperialist. <laughs> and then I just wrote back capitals and I wrote back same thing. And as, and I just said, all right, it sounds like another debate topic. And that was well, if, if, Yeah, and I was kind of frustrated that the way that you guys framed it up at the top, which I think you entered with a very fair question, which is like, if we're going to entertain this concept of reparations for slavery, help us understand, one, the quantity that's necessary, and two, the method through which we would distribute these reparations. Yeah. That was never really addressed. So, and to me, well, it's kind of interesting that if reparations are the answer to to past slavery why don't we just do why can't he become an imperialist to yeah. fix past imperialism yeah. just let him imperialize a little while and it'll fix I mean, everything it, yeah if we have all these stolen african resources they're right here for you buddy like yeah no but i, I, I was gonna say i lost my train of thought um 
Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just I, I I appreciated that he was in uh, willing to speak with some people who um who would challenge him, and I think he whether you agree with him or not, he he challenged you guys, and uh, we'll play it on the show. It'll probably have aired at this right, time. Cool. But man, Gavin's um <laughs> Gavin's kind of blow up at the end. It just had me rolling. I uh, he's got a talent for that, man. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I want to talk to you about, because you were gracious enough to mail me a copy of your new book, which I, I haven't checked my mail for a couple of days. It might be sitting in there right now for all oh, I know. Cool. But, I know um, one person got it so far. But. Okay. So, but you are a prolific author, and I, and I want to give you some time to talk about um, what your new book is about, and I want to think about it kind of in the context of this week's news, if we can. Sure. Yeah. So it's called The Paradoxical Alliance. Um, my friend Jack Buckby, he's more well-known in the United Kingdom. Um, he was a press officer for a party there called Liberty Great Britain. Uh, if you Google him, you'll see all these articles about the, he, how he's an alt-right extremist, but he's really just a nationalist um, in, in the UK. But he came to me um, with a manuscript saying, you know, I wrote half of a book. I've had it laying around for six months or so. I kind of want to beef it up and then have you write your own section. We could co-author it together. Um, at the time, he thought he was going to be, or there was a very, he was in the running to be on a British reality show. So we thought that would also help boost sales, but it ended up falling through. But we figured, you know, we'll still go through with it because why not? Mm -hmm. um, so the main theme of the book is, you know, what is this alliance between the left and the UK and what necessarily explains it? Um, he talks about the UK, obviously, because that's where he resides. And I talk about the US. And mainly in the beginning, he talks about how uh, Muslims there, by disproportionate margin, vote labor. Um, there's a very big incentive for politicians on the left to pander to them uh, in particular, even though you can look at polls of Muslim beliefs and find them in complete contradiction with liberalism. Um, it's kind of a big paradox that the left in Western countries is supporting the far right in Muslim countries. Um, so he focuses a lot in British politics, and I would summarize it more, but I, I don't know much about British politicians, and I'm really bad with names, so... I'll talk about my section. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he wanted me to talk about Islam in the U.S., and we only have, I think, two Muslim congresspeople, um, Keith Ellison, and there's someone else who I can't remember, but Keith Ellison was first. So I made more of my book on the defenses politicians will give of Islam uh, or some media figures, celebrities, um, and then a lot of it is just kind of attacking liberal, I guess, uh, or, or Islamist, uh, what is the term? Golden cows? Is that or not golden cows? Sacred cows. Sacred cows. Yeah. Same. So thing. yeah. So like for they instance, could be golden too. <laughs> so for instance, I mean, I start the book my section out with the story of the Barbary pirates. How after America was officially its own country, we had our first war with Islam. Not long after, um, hmm. that I just bring up that fact because that alone proves that Muslim aggression isn't because our foreign policy. Um, there's a lot of people on the left who try to pretend that Islamic terrorism wouldn't exist if we didn't fight Islamic terrorism. Yeah, and I keep, yeah. I don't know what it is about this week and resources, but I've seen yeah. some of the same reactions like, well, if we just stayed out of their resources, yeah. they wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I, don't, I don't know that this Manchester attack really had much to do with resources, considering yeah, I mean, the guy is, is British born and raised, and the ideology yeah. is still strong enough to make him attack the only place he's ever known, other I, than his training in, in, you know, in the Middle East or wherever he went. But, um, but... Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, you talk about maybe you're not familiar with British politics too much. And, and to be honest, neither am I. But to me, I think we can speak broadly about all of this just in terms of Western culture. Like, how, how much more of this are we going to observe before we start to be honest about the ideological factor at play here and, mm -hmm. and the, the, the 
the toxicity of, of an ideology of hatred that is motivating people to do terrible things like this. At what point, how many more of our daughters are going to have to die in attacks like that before we go, oh, you know, it's not that important to me if I look altruistic yeah. or charitable to my peers. I'd rather have my daughter alive. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the arguments you'll hear is liberals will go, well, you know, most mass public shooters are white men. Or Does anyone say they committed it in the name of being white men? And it's like, well, no, because they don't say they're committing it in the name of being white and men. It's yeah. They usually have some sort of crazy manifesto that's completely unrelated to their skin color and uh, gender. Well, every single ism tells us exactly what they're doing. It's like there was a skit on The Onion uh, probably 10 years ago where – there's like a CIA operative saying that they did 9-11 and there's an Al-Qaeda member saying, no, you didn't and complaining that they're trying to take all their credit. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, it's so frustrating. I mean, ISIS, that's one amazing thing about Al-Qaeda and ISIS to me is they have pretty good PR departments, yeah. weirdly. They yeah. put out pretty professionally done it's publications. Like, it looks like Vice is working for ISIS. Yeah, yeah like, it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty nicely done. And um, oftentimes they will say like, I think ISIS has a publication that straight up says why we hate you. Yep, and it's it, in the book. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why we hate you. And it's like, no, 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 no. we hate you because of your values. Uh, yeah. We do. Uh, I was never a big Bush guy at the time. Like, I didn't like him. And I thought he was, they hate us for our freedom. I thought that yeah, was such a, a dumb statement. But he was right. But he was, yeah. He was yeah. right. I'm like, all right, you're right, dude. You, you got yeah, and, me. And that essay, the why we hate us, you know, they list all the grievances. And it says, yes, we don't like that you bomb us. However... If you were to stop that, we would still hate you and kill you because you're not Muslims. And most of these cases of people saying, you know, the terrorist attack was in response to us bombing them. It's like, so what, we're supposed to let them commit genocide because they might retaliate if we do anything about it? Yeah. I don't, I'm not One sure. of the things I was watching today was, um, was, was Senator Chris Murphy out of Connecticut. And he was talking on CNN to Wolf Blitzer or whoever. And he was saying something to the effect of like, well, got to be really careful about Donald Trump's rhetoric because that's going to inspire more terrorist yeah. attacks. Got to be nice to the Muslims. Don't say anything mean about Islam because that will just inspire more terror. And it's like, uh, it, it's very easy to look to Europe and see a, a future for the U S if we don't, um, if we don't get serious about this sort of thing. And if ever there was a place that is nice to Islam and not critical of Islam, I can think of Germany. Yeah. I can think of France to some extent. I can think of, yeah. of the UK and certainly the majority of the EU in general. And They're all very nice to Islam. And by the way, yeah. the attacks have not uh, stopped. And I said, thanks for being nice to Islam. We'll yeah. leave you alone. And by the way, the, the overwhelming majority of terrorist attacks worldwide are in Iraq uh, and Syria, uh, both of which are Muslim countries, majority. Yeah. So well, I, I've, I've heard last summer when Blonde and I were at the RNC, I was speaking to somebody from CARE, a CARE representative. Oh, okay. And um, and she said, well, you, you know that the vast majority of victims of terrorism's, uh, terrorism are Muslim and they live in Muslim countries. Like, oh, you don't say. So the more Islam yeah. you have and the closer you get to it, yes. the more dangerous it is. You yeah. don't say. I can't yeah. believe. That's not yeah. a case for yeah. how safe it is. And in response to the argument that like Islamophobia somehow drives people to terrorism, when the Book of Mormon was made into a play on Broadway, no one was thinking like, oh, crap, we might piss off the Mormons. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't yeah. think if there was a book of, of the Quran, it would have gone as well. My my family is, uh, you know, Danish immigrants around like the early 1900s. I'm an agnostic guy. If, if Trump got up tomorrow and said like, you know, those Danish agnostics, yeah, they they're real they're real pieces of crap, and be like, ah, you're a dick. But I'm not going to yeah, I'm not going to make a plot to yeah. go blow up Times Square or something in response to that. Yeah. Nor is there an ideology that would 
Um, yeah. And, and by the way, if, if we want to talk about religious discrimination, I think Jews, the, I mean, the statistics aren't as disproportionate as they were, as they have been in the past year or so, but in most years, there's something like 10 times uh, as many hate crimes committed against Jews than Muslims, but the anti-Semitism hasn't really seemed to drive them to terror. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's always this very bizarre argument too. like it. It's a, it's a religion of peace. It's an ideology of peace, but don't piss them off or they become yeah, very they violent and very dangerous. Yeah. As long as you're nice to them though, yeah. it's a religion of peace. Uh, yeah. okay. Well, we're, um, we're running up on time here, but uh, right. I do, I do appreciate you coming on and I want to make sure that people are able to find your work and find mm -hmm. your stuff. So please sure. uh, plug away like, um, what uh, your books on Amazon, right? Or mm -hmm. wherever people want to buy it, want to follow your Twitter, whatever, give people the shout outs. Yeah. So the Twitter is Matt Palumbo 12. Um, I'm sure you can just link to that in the description or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. Take care of it. All right. Yeah. And, um, if you just search my name, Matt Palumbo on Amazon, you'll find all three books I've contributed to or written myself. Um, a paradoxical alliance is the one we were discussing on the show. And, uh, I think that's probably all I have to plug. You can kind of okay. find everything else on my Twitter. Yeah, I'll um I'll link the the Twitter and the uh, some of the books on Amazon right, cool. for people to find in the podcast description. Other than that, man, keep up the good work and um, yes, tell Gavin we say hi. I will do. And thank him for his uh his his great work. Uh, all right, I can probably show. get you on a show to be honest if you want. So. Oh well, you know we can we can all dream. We, <laughs> we'd love to we'd love to host him anytime too. But no, uh, actually, Blonde, Blonde's been on his show before. Oh, perfect. It was, it was a while back. It was like a year ago. I okay. Think. It was like before she and I were even working together. So. Gotcha. Alrighty. In any case, uh, appreciate you making the time. Appreciate the work you're doing. Appreciate uh, the debate, of course, too. It was very entertaining, yeah. and I hope it was, uh, the, if not Ghazi coming back, some other people coming back, because you're a smart guy, and I think uh, I think you can offer some intelligent pushback points to uh, some of these crazy people. Thank you. <laughs> All right, it's All good right. talking to you. Thanks. Bye. Have a good one. And good night, listeners. Bye.